Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Formula One is an African Sport podcast. Yes, it is a working title. Yes, working title. <laughs> it's Grant James. Uh, I'm never alone. I'm joined by Martin Noburu and John Ofudofe. Guys, what a time. Um, Good to see you guys again. Yeah. We're back. We're back. We're back in person. So yeah, uh, yeah ex- excited to see everybody. Uh, we've had a few races go past, but um, yeah, I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it should be good. It should be good. It's been a while. It's good to be in the same room and talking about the sport we love. We we, we did this last time, right? And um, I guess I was away then, and uh, we did it virtually. Yeah. So it was the first time we hadn't been in the same room and recorded. Um, I must say, uh, you guys look a lot better in person than you don't. Have. Hey man, I tried to put some effort into you know the lighting. The lighting, and, yeah. Uh, you know, I got an HD camera for that, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sad to hear it didn't work out. Uh, <laughs> no. The camera's on made for us. Like. No, no, I'm just um, I'm saying in person, you, I can I can feel your energy, your vibe. Um, guys, it's uh, it's really good to to sit and chat. I think like a hell of a lot to talk about again. Uh, we've just had the uh, Singapore Grand Prix pass us. Um, and um, quite a bit's been happening in the market as well. It's actually funny how they sequenced it, right? So it was like a three-week break between, um, oh, it was like the summer break, yeah. right? After the, was it the Hungarian Grand Prix? Yeah, it's always after Hungary. Yeah. Yeah. And then they did uh, like the triple header, uh, triple threat ending in Monza, and then we had another three-week break. Yeah. Right? Uh, so almost like another mini summer break yeah. at the end of summer. Um, but... Uh, F1's European season is now over. Officially uh, done, yeah. Done in Monza. Um, we moved east. Yes. Uh, we went to Singapore. Um, I think we'll, we'll dive into some of the topics around that race specifically. Um, but a hell of a lot has been, been happening in the driver market, right? Um, and um, I think getting into the first topic, uh, maybe you want to lead us in, Martin? Yeah, so um, driver market is always changing. You know, the transfer window of F1 is, has been open for a while now. Yeah. And uh, we're seeing drivers fill in certain seats. Um, we have guys like uh, Mick, people who, big question marks, you know, mm-hmm. people who I feel probably may deserve maybe at least one more year to fully show themselves. I'm not really saying it because of his name. I'm mostly saying it because I think they're guys who should not be racing next year, <laughs> <laughs> who, ha- who, are, who are likely to get seats or who already like, have seats. Like two. <laughs> yeah. Like who? Like two. <laughs> yeah, like uh, some guy that's TSU on the, on the screens, you know. Um, this, the race in Singapore showed why I think he should have a, have a seat next next season. But there's a couple open seats as well. There's Williams, there's Haas. So what's y'all's take on the driver market? Um, do you feel like drivers who have been given seats deserve them? Do you feel like uh, new guys should just come in, new blood completely? Mm. Um, do you think there's politics behind the scenes as to how guys are doing this? What's your take? Sure. It's, uh, there's obviously a lot that goes into the decision-making about who goes where, who, who, you know, for, for, for each team. I think, I think it's very tricky for the teams because you've got this... The decision to make where do you take a rookie and just sort of see how they do. So basically, you kind of lose a year um, because yeah. Yeah. You, you just have no clue what they're going to deliver. Um, but at the same time, do you take what some would say is a proven driver, but then the question is, what have they actually proved? Like, yeah, they've proved that they've survived in the sport, but were they actually a good F1 driver? Yeah. Um, and that's, that's where I think it gets a little bit tricky. I think uh, one thing I'll say is like guys like uh, Zhu, I'm really happy that he was confirmed. I think he's done a reasonable job. I think it's good, it's good for him to have a place. Martin's on the fence about that one. And I know, he, I know. A tough time. I have, yeah. I mean, the whole uh, Alpha Romeo squad, I think it just, I don't think it's going to hurt. You know, yeah. that team to me, I don't think is going to do anything significant next That's season. That's the thing. There's nothing so going like, on. Yeah, give him another chance. You know, let him understand the sport a bit more. Obviously, under the wing of Valtteri Bottas. 
and let's see what it can do. But yeah, continue. But, but, but then, yeah, go for it. Yeah, Sorry, one thing on that is uh, you say you don't think that team is doing anything. Bottas definitely looks cooler. Now that he's at Alpha, the guy's grown his hair long. He's uh, <laughs> he's chilling, bro. He, he's just he's just I, coasting now. Life life's easy. No pressure of trying to be the second driver at a top team. Now he can just be average. But the moment you peace. do that, your time is limited, bro. <laughs> the moment you do that, his time is limited. So I hope he's enjoying him. It's good to see. Obviously, mental health wise, he talked about how tough Mercedes was last yeah, year. Yeah. So yeah. it's I, for me, if mental health comes first. Health comes first in general. So if he's happy, I'm happy. But obviously, you want to see those results, you know, kind of stream in as well. So. No, of course, of course. And I think you, you, you know, going going back to the point I was making, um, when, when you when you take a Haas, so you talk about teams going nowhere. Yes, Haas is currently going nowhere, but I think we all know what they have been capable of in the past. So I think the expectation on them is a little bit more. So when I see them trying to move away from a Mick, that makes more sense to me because I'm I'm seeing that okay, they've tried this thing, they've tried two rookie drivers. They, they we don't even have to go to Mazaspin. Yeah, uh, and then you got, and then you got, and then you got, you know, Mick who came with certain pedigree, came with a good name, but sponsorship money, sponsorship right? money. Sponsorship he did, he did. Oh, did he, he come did, with money? Did Mick come? No, but I think, yeah, I think, I think because they landed that Schumacher name, Drive Survive covered this, right? Yeah. Um, okay. So I don't watch that. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and because they signed Mick, they were able to persuade more sponsors. Yeah. Actually invest Makes in sense. Team. Yeah. And I think some German sponsors were very, very. It was quite, it was quite particular to having Mick on. So, so it did make sense for them. But at the same time, when you look at what he's doing and the potential of that team, I think it's a mismatch. You and think I, so? I, I, and I think it's just not. And that's why Mick has. To, that's why he's, you know it's going to be him without a seat. I think that's that's the way they're looking at it, saying, yeah, we got a lot of benefit, but on, on pure drive, we're not getting what we could get versus what our car potentially could deliver. It might not be delivering it yet, sure. but what it could. I don't know, Grant. Grant, what's your take? I think it's a harsh one uh, because Mick has shown like really, really good signs this year. Um, I mean, last year he was like, like Hash, <laughs> Hash really just like rolled the dice, yeah. right? Um, and they're like, let's take on these two risk uh, rookies. As you said, he didn't have anyone that was actually mentoring him in the team or guiding him. Maybe some external counsel through the likes of like Sebastian Vettel um, and like Lewis Hamilton, who he's also got a good relationship with. Hmm. But um, I don't think he was particularly good last year, but I don't think the Haas car was particularly good last year. And his teammate was horrible, so yeah, yeah exactly. kind of give him that pass. You know? Yes, so his benchmark was always downwards, right? Yeah. Um, and coming into this year, I think K-Mag was really good at the start of the season and created some healthy competition and a good dynamic in that team. And I think there were a series of races there's one specific race that I think about this year where I thought he showed like really great racing prowess, like more so than other drivers who have seats at the moment, and that was in Austria. So the Huss was running really well, um, and, and we covered it on this podcast, his battles with Lewis, um, and it's difficult to see him now sitting in this position where he actually doesn't have a seat, yeah. right? Um, and, uh, I mean, he's out of the Ferrari Junior Drivers Program. That's a big contributor yep. as to why he doesn't have a seat. Because mm. they had a seat at Haas and they gave it to him. Um, he's out of that now. Where does he go? There was talk around Alpine. Um, it sounds like Gasly's leading that uh, or leading the charge to that seat. Uh, but Ocon wanted him there. There's talk about potentially going to Williams. Uh, but I, I, I agree with you on the point that you just raised, John. There's like, this dynamic that teams are thinking about where it's like young potential, how do you grow this young potential with the team? 
or is it an older driver? How long are they around for and what can they actually contribute in real value? Yeah. So who are we going to gamble on? Why are we going to take that gamble? Um, and yeah, I, I, I think that Mick should have a seat. Like more so... Should or shouldn't? He should, should have a seat. Should, okay. Um, maybe not at Haas, um, like given some of the potential that team has. Yeah. But it would not be good to not see him in Formula 1. He's a 23-year-old guy. Yeah. He's an F2 champion. Yeah. Like, he deserves more race time. Okay. Um, and over time, with the good teammates, um, the good culture around the team, um, like better development, I think that we will see better results from Mick. Is he a world champion? Uh, I, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Well, I mean, as we've seen from Charles, how many people are actually world champions when it really comes down to it? Yeah. yeah. Do, do that so, a bit that Exactly. My, th my thing with uh, Haas is why are you staying with Magnussen? Like, I know we, we, have, <laughs> we have to compare teammates, right? That's yeah. like you, the, the baseline for comparison within any team. But since race number four, which I think was like Imola, mm -hmm. Mick has outscored Magnussen. You know, yeah. now there are a lot of zero points there, a lot of no, 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 zero stuff points, like that. But, but this is what we talked about this earlier, yeah. you know. And so I'm like, wait, you're keeping Magnuson though. You know, yeah, why would you exactly. go like maybe potential younger talent that I don't know could potentially flourish? So I think Mick deserves a seat. It might not be in this team. Yeah. <clears throat> maybe a team like Williams could pick him up. Yeah. But not seeing him in the sport might be a disservice, I feel, at the end of the day. Do, do you think this would be as big a discussion? And granted, I think it, it was nice, Grant, that you mentioned that he actually has a good record, you know, in F2 and, and has some pedigree. But, but would this be as big a discussion if his surname wasn't Schumacher? It's, yeah, that's a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, is, I mean, would, would he care weight? as much? I think his name carries weight, but I'm happy to see, like, just given off the stat I've said, there's not much. Magnuson scored a big chunk of his points those first three races. I think he scored 10 points the first race of the season in Bahrain. Yeah, I mean, that was point five. Right? Yeah, and so Magnussen has carried that lead ever since. And obviously, at the end of the, the season, total points matters. Yes. But at the same time, like, if a guy hasn't beaten you in, since Imola, then I think, to me, you're not getting anything different. So whoever ends up filling that uh, seat for Haas, like, like who are you going to get? You know? and yeah. so, there's not much in it. Yeah, there's not much in it. Do, do you guys have guys who have seats, confirmed seats, that shouldn't uh, have seats right yes. now? Who? Uh, Yuki, Yuki. Yeah, I think Yuki is my... Yeah, you, I mean, we, 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 we talked about it, but I think yeah. it's definitely... I think as well, Lance Stroll to me is just... Yeah. I, I think we've been saying this for a while. Yeah, but... Uh, I don't know why Lance Stroll's in F1, other than money, but... Yeah, but it's bad, <laughs> but... Uh, this, so this is just the nature of the sport, right? He, he had a good race somewhere recently. He, 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 showed, he shows flashes, I think. It was... Uh, he had a good race in... Um, should I have to even check this? See, now the fact that I have to keep checking check for this is, is not a good <laughs> sign. Over the years... This past race, he had a good one. Uh, Lance Stroll. He finished with eight points. So that was pretty good on him. But, I mean, if you look at between race number four and this past race, he's only scored four points. And so... Yeah. That's what I'm saying. O over the years, yes, he's, he's had flashes where yeah. he's, he's done one or two good things. But I don't know if that's enough. You know, that, that's, that's not enough for, 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 for that kind of team he's at. And... The space he's taking up for someone in that. No, I, I, yeah, I think Stroll's another one that. We do forget it's like his eighth season in F1, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, do you guys have another driver that you would say? Uh, so, so, going you, this is was his first season? 
So yeah. he probably deserves that. one more. I would say give rookies at least two years. Yeah. Let, it's unfair to kind yeah. of kick I, them I out. I agree with you know? that. So we're speaking about like rookies, um, giving them an opportunity. So there's two open seats, right? Yeah. Um, or, or two like clearly open seats that we see. That's Williams. Williams, yeah. And then also Haas. Right. Any speculation? Who do you think is getting these seats? I heard a little bit of talk around someone that I'm actually pretty excited about. Uh, Logan Sargent? Yeah, Logan Sargent, yeah. American guy, right? Um, uh, he could sell a hell of a lot of merch for Williams. Um, but it's also uh, racing in F2. Um, yeah, what and, do we and think? He would, he, would, he would qualify, right? He would get all his license points. Yeah, he'd yeah. get all that. Yeah. Interesting. Who, who do we think uh, would uh, would fill these voids? So I'm, talk around Hulkenberg. Uh, no, no, Halkenberg should just chill at home now. I think. Uh, I mean, he's, he's, he's like, it's cool he's to see him decent, come in yeah, and do his thing from time. That, um, he he never got a podium, right? No, he's never. He's, I think he might hold the record for the driver most, who, race, most race without a podium. Oh wow! Yeah, I think Perez had it for a while, then I think he got one. He's, um, he's had a long career. Yeah, he's had a but long. I think, one. I think we we had this discussion about Halkenberg. You mentioned him amongst the names of people who yeah. had a lot of potential, a lot of talent coming through. He'd like won F2 yes, or like so these feeder series and yeah, stuff like that. He come was in an elite group. Yeah. So so in terms of pedigree, you know, he's had it and that's probably what sustained his, his career for this long. But I, but I don't know. I, I wonder like, maybe, you know, the thing you mentioned about Schumacher going to Williams? I mean, it's possible. It's, it's, it's not impossible. At the time of, I mean, of the Singapore GP, obviously we're still figuring out Daniel Ricciardo, Williams. But do you think he'd do that? Maybe, maybe not. Nah, nah, nah. nah. I, 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 I don't think Danny Rick is gonna do Williams or Haas, um, but I do think that uh, Mick and Alex Albon would actually make a like a really good team. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't see why that would not work. Yeah, I have my reservations about Albon, but uh, that's that's for a different time. That's for a different time. <laughs> I'm, I'm building up a case against Albon right now. Okay, <laughs> no, he's he's that. he's not a bad driver, but he's, uh, he's all right. yeah. Um, yeah, so I think one of the other themes that was probably the, probably the biggest news, I think, was F, the FIA and Formula One re- announced their calendar for 2023. Yeah. And that included three tracks who have not raced in this season, um, one new track altogether. So Vegas is a completely new track happening towards the end of next year. And China, we've done in the past. It's been off for a few years, but uh, it's a track that drivers have driven, driven on for a while. Lewis Hamilton's been very successful at that track previously. And in Qatar, which we had last season, I think, for the first time. Um, so 24 races in total. I think it's the most number of races potentially we've done, F1 has ever done. Mm-hmm. And so those guys are going to be moving around a lot. Um, so what's your take on having 24 races, six sprint races? And y'all know my opinion on sprint races. Yeah. I love my sprint yeah, races. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the question that comes up is... Apparently Sebastian Vettel doesn't like them. He doesn't like the sprint races. Maybe that's why he's retired. Do you think, you think that's what made him retire? <laughs> Maybe that was the final straw. He was just like, I'm done. Six, no. I don't know, German swear word. Listen, the only people that can tell me they don't like sprint races, I'm like, okay, fair enough, is the teams. The team. The drivers. And obviously the people have to do the traveling, right? Yeah. Obviously as fans, we sit on our couch, we watch the thing. Yeah. I don't want to hear this from fans. Yeah. So I'm on Twitter, right? And I'm checking, you know, the, they've just released the schedule and everyone's just like, oh no, F1 is all about entertainment. They don't want to listen to the fans. You're saturating the sport with too many races. I'm like, isn't this what we want? Yeah. You guys watch football, 38 games in the Premier League, then there are extra games in Champions League, all this kind of no, I don't hear, yes, people are complaining about, yes, there's a lot of games, but y'all don't be complaining like that. Yeah. You want to sit down on a Sunday and enjoy from the one. Yeah. You want to have a Saturday where you're seeing a sprint race that is emulating the race the next day. Exactly. If you're not part of the team, I don't understand why you're complaining. Unless your Sunday is really busy, fair enough. But I'm happy about this. Um, I think more races are good. The only people that can complain in my eyes is the teams. 
Um, but yeah, what's your take? I, I think it's a it's a wise move from the sport. I think I think they've got a guard against. I'll call it the dark period for me. <laughs> they've yeah. got a guard against F1 going back to a very dull to being a very dull sport, right. which it's managed to shake its shake off in the last two years, last few years. So I think having those print races, having that. I mean, they're, they're exciting. Let's be honest. Those sprint races are very exciting. Yeah. I'm sure it's tough for the teams. I'm sure it's tough on budgets. I'm sure it's not a nice thing to have a race before the real race. I think it, it, it might be a bit disruptive in terms of preparation and those sort of things. But as, a, as, a, as entertainment value goes, I think it's phenomenal. I think it really makes... It just makes quality that little bit or, you know, that, that just before the race, a little bit more exciting I than just the pure Q1, Q2, Q3 quality. I think yeah. it, just, it just switches things up a little bit. It makes it exciting you get to see a preview of what could happen the next yes. day. You already start forming an opinion on, oh, this, this might break out in the race because I've seen a little hint of it already. I, I, I think, I'm, I'm glad there's more sprint races. Mm. I, think it's, I think it's a great thing. Uh, it, it's interesting that, you know, we've got another American yeah. circuit, <laughs> circuit on the thing. I think event, soon we're going to have F1 US. Yes, all a, 50 as states. a completely huh? different sport. <laughs> and... Yeah. <laughs> and then and then the rest and then there's gonna be F1 Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you break out continents. And yes, yeah. exactly. Because because jeez, I don't know how much more they can sustain. But um, 24 races, ambitious. It's it's gonna it's be big. It's gonna be a lot of races. I hope for the sake of the sport, it's competitive enough throughout the season that we don't get to race eight, 16, 17, and we're like, oh, gosh, there's another eight yeah. races left. What are we going to do? We're feeling that a little bit right now, we're, right? We're starting to feel that already yeah. now. So I, 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 that's my only fear is that you could find that that last period of the season just becomes a dead period. And it's, and it's so or not, it's competing with other sports that start to pick up in that at that time. Yeah. It might be a tricky time for F1 if, if they can't maintain the level of entertainment and the level of excitement over the full 24 races. Yeah. I think like the, the big thing there is like the level of competition over the, those races. Because like, much to your point... Like, one of the reasons that last year was like a blockbuster season was went down to the wire. Yeah. Um, and they had two drivers, two teams that were so competitive, they pushed each other to level points coming into the last race. Mm -hmm. We're in a situation now where we've got, what, four, four races remaining? About four, yeah. Is it four or five? And um, it's done. Yeah. Like, the excitement is now, can Mercedes win a Grand Prix? Uh, can Lewis maintain his record? Yeah. yeah. How many more races can Shaw win? Can Max break the record? It's five races. Sorry, it's five races, including Japan. Sorry. That's that, that's insane. Yeah. Right. Um, and uh, like keeping viewers entertained is um, it is important now. But like I love what they're doing. It's it's like yeah. Like previously, a Formula One season was like 14, 15 races. Mm. Yeah, a while um, ago. Yeah. It's. It's very tiring for these teams, though. And like the, the one thing I did think about, and I know it's something we want to discuss, is like, what's the carbon footprint? <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> because like they don't even do it like super cleverly, where it's like we're flying to Europe, let's do all our races. No. We're flying to North America, let's do all our races in the Americas now. Yeah. Um, we're going to the Middle East, we'll do all our races there. Like it's a little bit like zigzag. Zigzag, yeah. They, they just do. They're not even doing everything in the east like they do now. Mm -hmm. There's like a race in China, and then later in the year, there's more races. Yeah. So it's. Uh, I mean, I say all of this, but I'm licking my lips in anticipation. <laughs> That's the thing, right? The boy is ready. Right. Yeah. I see two different reactions whenever I look at social media. There's one reaction like, "Oh no, you're making the sport too much entertainment." Those same people who are commenting nice things when they watch the quality highlights on YouTube or the, the race highlights, you know, they're excited that the race happened, you know, and I think every sport struggles with 
I mean, even if you watch football, Man City can go away with a season like halfway through. You're like, okay, cool, City are going to win this. But we still watch the rest of the games, right? So F1 shouldn't try and force the entertainment factor. I think it already has it. Right. You know, and I think people will continue yeah. to watch races regardless. People watch, have been watching races when the drivers couldn't even post on social media. Yeah. But they enjoyed the sport. They enjoyed the races. Going back to your carbon footprint thing, I think that's a really good point. I've been trying to think, like, okay, why is F1 doing all this zigzagging across the planet? And the only reason I could probably think of is they spend so much time in the northern hemisphere. So as time elapses, you're going to go from very cold temperatures to warm, and you only have a small window in which you can do warm races, right? That's, I think, where they're trying to bunch Europe. They do a weird trip to Canada, then they come back to Europe, you know? Um, but the one that bothers me is next, next year, they have a race in Austin. They go to Mexico. Then they go to Brazil. Then they fly back miraculously to Vegas. Then they finish off in Abu Dhabi. I mean, that doesn't make sense, you know. And so I couldn't, I couldn't fit the framework of like, okay, temperatures and all this yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. And anyway, they probably have their reasons. They may not make sense, but more races will be good. I think. Yeah, I'd love to do, and, and maybe we like sequence this as a future episode. Yeah. But like a logistical deep dive into F one. Yeah. Oh. Because like, how are things transported? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All, uh, 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 air freight. Yeah. It's, it's like a mix. I've, I've actually done some into this we can we can we can get into another time but yeah, it's, actually, okay. it's actually super interesting it oh, must no be like a logistics masterclass right. right any quick any races you guys excited for next year just quick before we wrap this one uh, i'm looking at this guitar track uh i'm excited to get uh, back there okay um because it wasn't on the calendar this year um I'm, man, Silverstone. Oh yes, that's, that's mine. <laughs> and then also Hungary. Um, I think having really? two like back to back, dude, that would have been a best track. I don't like that track. It went down. <laughs> it's good racing from time to time. I just don't like the track, but it provided good racing yeah. this year as well. Yeah. No one for Monaco. No. I know. <laughs> Stop that, bro. <laughs> Stop that. What's interesting is they're not no races in Germany. It's like for some weird really? reason they're not doing any races again in Germany. So maybe if Mick gets a seat, they'll be a they'll be just trying to force something. Yeah, yeah let's push one through. There weren't any Germans on the racetrack, right? Yeah, if, if Mick doesn't get a seat, yeah. Sebastian leaves, there's no Germans in F1 anymore. That's right. Wait. Oh, that would be weird. Yeah, <laughs> wow, okay, that's a sure. good point. Like, that just dawned on me. Yeah. If you're German and you're listening to this, we're sorry about next season. Um, we'll get one of you guys to come through, man. So <laughs> get, get the Williams seat, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, so we definitely want to dive into like a race review um, and looking at the Singapore Grand Prix over the weekend. It was good to be back, right? Uh, when was the last time we were here? 2019? 2019, yeah. Just pre-COVID. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting to see with a lot of like the Asian countries, uh, the approach that they took to COVID yeah. protocol as well. A lot more strict. A lot more strict. Um, but... Uh, Singapore's great, and um, I mean, from a street track perspective, like, the, the beauty that you see and yeah. how this racetrack is actually, like, crafted through the city, um, and uh, how they've created it, um, very, very narrow, uh, but yeah. Uh, exciting. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's fast enough to be a lot faster than Monaco, yeah. um, but also, yeah, like you said, narrow enough to inhibit overtaking as much as we'd like. The DRS zones don't do too much. Um, but there was some overtaking because I think the conditions were a bit tricky this weekend, right? We had rain in Singapore, which in my history of watching that race, I think we've only had it once in 2017. It's not a place that rains too much, despite it being like in a very tropical environment. So, um, yeah, we, let's jump into talking about quality. I think that was really where a lot of the fun happened. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so with qualifying, 
Was there any things that you kind of stood out? I know there's one particular incident that happened in Q3 that got everybody talking. Yeah, um, I, I think just like to uh, to prelude that, yeah. um, a lot of it was the weather, yeah. right? So uh, every other session had been quite dry in Singapore, but this was the first time um, it was like, okay, there's rain and it's qualifying. Like teams have to get out there and do it. And what we saw was wet weather tires. Um, I think this is maybe like the third or fourth uh, race that we've had where qualifying has been in the rain as well. Um, and it always makes things like a little bit more exciting. Right. Um, but on this track specifically, I was concerned. Uh, because it's a narrow track already, it's a street circuit, mm. it's raining, guys are going to be pushing it. Um, and all of a sudden we start to see like a few accidents. Yeah. Fortunately, we didn't see uh, we didn't see any here. Um, or at least like not too many. Um, uh, but yeah, it, it was interesting just seeing like the wet weather tires uh, as the track started to, to dry up. I think it was Sebastian Vettel who went out a little bit early in yep. Q2 and he put the slicks on um, and he didn't make Q3 and he was like, it's the wrong time for slicks. So also like knowing when the teams and the drivers sit and they go, okay, full wet to enter, enter to dry, like this is the time that we can actually capitalize on improving track conditions because there's also humidity yep. that exists in Singapore. So like the natural heat in the air would uh, dry up any additional moisture. That's but also the moisture in the air will prevent the water from evaporating quickly. <laughs> so that was a problem we saw in the race when they're trying to clean all that standing water yeah, and yeah. we have to wait forever. So it's like a catch-22 almost, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. um, standard. But, but real quick recap for Q1 and Q2. Um, people that were eliminated from Q1 was obviously Latifi. We don't have to go further than that. Albon, <laughs> a weird one, Ocon, um, w yeah. went out. Uh, Ricardo, we've kind of seen that you know, trend throughout the season. Yeah. And Valtteri Bottas. Um, and uh, from Q2, the people eliminated were Guan Yu Zhou, Sebastian Vettel, like you said, when he went out um, with the tries, didn't really work. I believe it was uh, Mick Schumacher, Stroll, and George Russell, really enough. He had a really bad qualifying in that Q2, got eliminated. Yeah. Yeah. And he was complaining about brakes and not really being able to kind of get the car balanced. But for Q3, that's, I think, where all the drama you know, typically happens. Yeah. We saw a lot of back and forth between Leclerc. When things started to dry up, we saw cars coming out with their drier tires, you know, and just testing out, okay, can we really push this? And guys were doing all this stuff with the soft. And uh, times are going back. I saw Hamilton with Leclerc kind of go. He was looking on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was all that. Alonso as well, just like doing his yeah. crazy things, you know. Something about Alonso in Q3, he just hey, goes a little. He was, yeah. he was looking locked out to yeah, yeah. That guy has got it, man. The times are really like yeah. changing a lot. You know, a lot was happening. Track evolution. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Track evolution was, it was crazy. And then the, the Verstappen stuff. You're, I mean, what, what, yeah, what, what happened there? Like, I, I, I know he, he was very upset yeah. about yeah. having to... to because he had to report twice, right? Yeah. It, was, it wasn't just once. Yeah. Um, and he was on some good... It, it Both of them. reminds me of the lap that never was. Yes. yes <laughs> from, from way back. I can't remember the Saudi. Was it Saudi? Was it Saudi? It was a crazy lap and then just didn't happen. Or um, it's either Saudi 2021, Verstappen, mm -hmm. or Australia yes. 2022. Alonso, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 A flyer. But yeah, he aborted the first one and he regretted that, I think, later on yeah. because he felt like if I just finished that one off... Um, I'll still be in a pole. He's top three. Exactly. Um, but yeah, let's, let's talk about the race. Oh, sorry, the results were, you know, so Leclerc got pole, Perez was second, Hamilton, Sainz, Alonso, Norris, Gasly, Verstappen, mm -hmm. Magnussen, and Sonoda, miraculously. Yeah. Uh, another pole for Leclerc. Yeah. And um, highest, highest qualifying result for Lewis. Yes, P3. Yeah. George got a pole, I think, in Hungary, right? Yeah. So uh, it's about... It's about time Lewis was able to kind of, you know... It was so close, right? Yeah. Wasn't it? Uh, so, Carlos Sainz qualified fourth, and between those top four, it was five tenths of yes. a second. 
top five, five tenths, because Alonso's right there. Insane. Yeah, yeah so Insane. pretty tight one. Really, really close. They could have gone anyway, right? So, so if we if we go into the race then, guys, if we you know start with our with our good old favorites Red Bull, um, you had Perez who you know really really good performance you know coming out coming out with, with, with the victory, uh, Max some uncharacteristic errors I must say some some very surprising stuff. It's almost like he wanted to give himself a challenge because <laughs> did well to fight from from the back, but but you know we'll touch on other uncharacteristic mistakes as well. But I think but really surprising Max performance. Okay. Max impatience. Max impatience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what, what do you guys think about the, the way things went on with the Red Bull? Uh, Perez off the start was quite mega. Yes, uh, that was it for him, really. That, that was really <laughs> it because that that dictated um, the race. But I think, like on the whole, um, and I just want to give some like thoughts around the race uh, because then I can speak about Red Bull specifically. But it was actually very boring. Uh, thank you for saying that, dude. Yeah. I was at a bry. And uh, yeah, I think we were just focusing on the food, man. Like, the race was happening in the background, and just like, yeah, the race, I think the fact that it just took forever to start, oh, and man. then the red flags, and you know, it just ruined just... the momentum of a race. You have yeah. to wait for so long for the race to begin. Mm. Yeah, so I'm sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> no, no, so it, it was all of that, and then it was like, okay, so like, we're going to get going now, we're going to get started, and it was still just boring. Mm. Like, very few overtakes happened. Um, I think like a pretty exciting patch was like Max when he lost five places off the start. Yes, and then yes. he made those five <laughs> places up again. But so many safety cars just like incessant, like stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. But um, I think similarly to Monaco, and this is like the the one race that you can almost view in parallel because it was like uh, Perez started really well, and because of that good start, he managed to maintain that lead yes. throughout the race. Um, I think he did a really good job, and he was under pressure at certain points in time yeah. because there were multiple restarts yeah. in this race. They also turned the DRS on um, at a much later point All in the right. Grand Prix, and he managed to withstand a lot of that pressure. But you saw here, it's like, if it's two very competitive cars, it's incredibly difficult yes. to overtake. Yes. Incredibly difficult. Um, it, yeah, it was e it was easy for guys like Max to pick off. Yeah. yeah, to pick off guys like Gasly, and yeah. you know, kind of that's easy for him. But yeah. uh, <laughs> and, and I have my opinions about <laughs> like Gasly. <laughs> Why are you being so hectic to Pedro? Okay, I have nothing against Pedro. I have something against his team, his team because yeah. Gasly didn't fight twice. Max passed him, and Gasly just kind of sat in the corner and just let him through. I don't know. I, I was going through something, man. They, they, Listen, I don't, I don't care what that team decides to put out as a statement on Instagram, letting us know there's no collusion <laughs> between the two. It's clear to me, man. Like yeah. they, even if they try and fight, it's just gentle stuff, man. It's so loving. yeah, this always let Max through. Oh. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, but then we we also saw, so we spoke about it now, but some like uncharacteristic mistakes from Max, right? Um, who was it? He he wanted to overtake Lando, um, going into one of the corners, yeah. uh, got way too trigger happy. Um, after one of the safety cars went in super hot, couldn't slow the car down. Yeah, that's crazy. Bottom balance his tires yeah. <laughs> in, 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 in multiple ways. Um, so that then put him in the back of the grid. I think it, it was almost like Max provided like this kind yeah. sort of entertainment. Right? He, he had it. Like driving from the back. Yes, yes. Yeah. I'm sure he had an earpiece from like the head of the FIA. He's like, bro, this race is not doing well in ratings. Can you find a way to spice it up, man? <laughs> So he goes yeah. to back of grid and overtakes everyone again. Oh, but also it was his opportunity to win the championship. Yes. Like his first in the countdown. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, it, it was funny to see his aggression after that qualifying because the man was angry. Mm. Uh, but was. then in the actual race, um, 
made a couple uncharacteristic mistakes. What are your guys' thoughts? I mean, I don't have much to say uh, about Red Bull other than shout out to Perez. You know, it's not been the easiest of years yeah. for him, but he deserved this victory. If you're going to do that on turn one and know very well on a street circuit, you know, it's not hard. To, it's not easy to overtake. And so any position can get matters. Leclerc giving up spots, man. I mean, he qualifies in pole, but we'll talk about Ferrari. Anyway, um, shout out to Perez. He did what he had to do. And uh, yeah, Max just made the race interesting, but in a, not in the most interesting ways. You know, I'm like passing guys like Gasly to me is not, it's not the most entertaining thing. Um, or... <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, let's, 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 let's move on and talk the, about the it. The one thing I do want to say, did you guys hear that, that little piece that Paris said at the end? Um, so, uh, Helmet, uh, your friend Dr. Helmet Marco. Yeah, he's uh, not my friend. He <laughs> walked over to them and, like, he got congratulated. And then when he was being interviewed, he said, that's the Mexican way. Yes, 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 oh, yes, yes. yes. Our heads down and work hard. Yes. Um, and there were subtleties that I picked up in that because it was like, this guy, after... Before Azerbaijan was in the title fight, then all of a sudden Sergio Perez got stricken from our books, right? He got written out of history, and now the boy is back to win a Grand Prix, and they want to act like they're also happy about it. Oh. I think that there's there's something happening under the surface there that um, he was probably told like, hey, you're not fighting for this championship. Yeah, I think. <laughs> If you win the race, you get the, the privilege of giving that radio. The radio. Mm -hmm. Like Valtteri did this, and I think it was in Sochi when he said to to those who are concerned, you know, that he uh, <laughs> last year. But uh, I'm happy he kind of a subtle dig to his team. Let him know like I'm still there. But Perez hasn't really performed. Man. I mean, if you compare it to Max, it's tough. It's no, it's a losing battle, bro. I, I agree. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's not. A, he doesn't have a leg to stand on here. I'm sorry, but he hasn't. Yes, the team may have let him down, but he's let himself down a lot of the yeah. time as well. So, uh, uh, yeah, he can make his digs, but. The team can't support both of them, man. Like, <laughs> it's just the way it is. Like, they they, they, they made their choice. Very early, they picked Max very They picked Max so ten, five years ago, bro. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Max like, was picked let, let, ages let, ago, bro. Let's like, remember the reason that you came into this Grand Prix. Hey, we may give you a Mexican one. Um, <sighs> you may get it. Max is Red Bull. Red Bull is Max. That's how it works. It's annoying. That's, that's yeah. how it but, is, but man. Let's move on and talk about Ferrari. Yeah. Um, they were the team that I thought would do well in this type of track. Street circuits, uh, low-speed circuits tend to be the tracks they favor. Also Merck as well. Um, Leclerc got pole. But and as we've seen time and time again, he's been unable to convert these poles, and he always gives them to Red Bull. Yeah. I think we need to look. I'm going to audit Leclerc. There. <laughs> there could be some money behind the scenes, but what's y'all's take on Ferrari? Obviously, Carlos Sainz quietly there in the race, but not always doing the most, you know, he finished on the podium, um, P3. What's y'all's take on the Ferrari, Ferrari's uh, race? That, that point you made, I actually saw something about it the other day, about the number of non-Leclerc winners from Leclerc polls. Yeah. <laughs> it's, cra it's crazy. It's actually not, it's unreal yeah. how many other drivers have won from him being on pole. Right. It, it actually doesn't even make sense. I, I just, I don't even know where to start with Ferrari, man. I, I, it's like, and especially Charles, because I, I have a lot of time for Charles. I, I think Leclerc is such a phenomenal yep. personality, such a phenomenal Agreed. character. I just don't know what's happened to him over the year, but it's, it's like he's just, I've just seen him com consistently take steps backwards. And it's just, it's hard to watch. It's really hard to watch how he's just, the pressure's getting to him. It, it's just, it's all just unraveling. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I, I just cannot see. Yeah, I just can't see the, a bright future for Ferrari. I mean, yeah, they, they, you know, still a, still a decent result, but again, a situation where it was there for them, right. and and they snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. I, I just don't understand. I don't understand how they're going to keep doing that. 
know, I, yeah, I, I don't know. That, that's my take on I, I, I don't have a lot to say because it's hard for me to say much about them. I don't have much to say about Carlos Sainz this race. So obviously, that's my boy in Ferrari. Um, there's not much he, you know, he did what he had to do. He came, finished yeah. the podium, did yeah, what he, he had to he do. So. The fact that Claire is unable to kind of convert this, I think, stems, I think it stems uh, on a lot of things. And to me, it shows me that can he be a champion if you're giving away all these opportunities? Yeah. You know, what's the point of going out on Saturday to hand the trophy to your boy who's right <laughs> behind you, you know? You know? Um, but quick question. Do you guys think Perez will beat Leclerc on championship points at the end of the season? No. Yeah, also for some reason I don't think so. I, I think know. Perez is motivated. I think no, he's like... He is. He's like, I, I, I have no, my money on you Perez. you think he is. I've got my money on Perez to oh, beat. Wow. That'll be painful for Leclerc. Do you even know be. that... If you could not beat yeah. Verstappen's teammate, and you're supposed you, to go against Verstappen? That's painful. Man. Yeah, that's but painful if, if he cannot beat Perez, man. Yeah. But when you look at that points gap, the delta between Max and the second place person yeah, it's like is years. more points than half the grid has. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> it's, like, it's insane. So uh, just, just to speak about um, Ferrari's race, um, and I think some of your commentary is actually very harsh, John. <laughs> um, and, like for a few reasons, um, like one, the conditions were terrible, and if you looked at like the the left hand side of the track where they started versus the right hand side, everyone who started at the right had a better start. So um, Perez had a better start than, than Charles. Charles was wheel spinning a little bit, mm-hmm. and it was difficult for him to get off. That's just like unlucky based on on circumstance. Um, and then in the actual race, like, it was really difficult. I think that there's one piece. He mentioned something at the end around like him like not being able to cope anymore because it was just like so hot. And yeah. uh, I think that uh, potentially he's like, getting quite delirious. Singapore like, is the, is the, the toughest race. Yeah. race. The humidity, the heat, and the duration of the actual race. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's the most difficult race to drive. Don't they have it at night because it would just be too hot? Yeah, it'll be too, yeah. 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 That's one of the reasons. Yeah. Um, and um, I think like that being off the start is um, like th- that's pretty challenging. And more than him doing something bad, it was like Perez doing something really good. Sure. Um, the second piece on that is this meme. So you mentioned like uh, the people that have converted Charles poles. I think it was shared in the previous race, but mm. there was like this meme like name more, more dynamic duo. <laughs> and it was like Charles Pole. That's what. <laughs> that is true. That is very, one thing to, before we kind of move to Mercedes, I want to mention, and it kind of goes against your point of, for Charles. Charles had an opportunity to win this race at the end. If, all he had to do is be within five seconds of Perez. Yeah. Remember that safety car infringement that Perez had at the end? Yeah. And he couldn't do that. Do that to me was, I think, the final. And, the, and they knew he was, he was yeah. under investigation. He was under investigation. Be a five second penalty. That's your job. Stay within, Stay five, within seconds. five seconds. Maintain your tires. I think he, he ate those tires too quickly because at some point he was really on the back of that Red Bull, but his tires slipped away. And the time slipped away from him. And I think it just gave the FIA a reason to give him, yeah, let's, let's slap Perez with a five second. With all that speculation, like, yeah, we, we punished Perez enough. Yeah. You just couldn't get close enough to... Oh, man. That's painful. That's a slap in the face. Um, but who was it? Science was also really good off the start. Yeah. Him and Hamilton banged wheel. Yeah, they did. It was a bit of a track. touch. <laughs> he got the position. Yeah. Um, and that was good racing from, yeah. uh, from Carlos. Um, but, yeah, I think we definitely saw the heat and the conditions play a role here with Leclerc, and um, he just wasn't able to perform at his best. Yeah. Which, like, it, it does beg the question, like, does a champion do that? No. Or do, like, they grit their teeth and just, like, fight through it? The fact he even mentioned he was too exhausted to me 
shows he doesn't have the championship type. Like the the dog, the dog is not. It's it's shrunk to a puppy again, and I think that's problematic. Like, don't give me reasons why you couldn't do well, why you couldn't take advantage of what was given to you. I don't hear guys out here saying, "Oh, that was really tough. I couldn't make the overtake." No. The scientist, Charles explained, like we saw this in Paul Ricard, he's very hard on himself. Right. And I have no problems with you being hard on yourself on air. That's fine. But just know it will come with criticism as well. Mm-hmm. Because I don't see championships, uh, champions giving excuses like that. And so be careful with Leclerc. I think he can be a world champion. I want to see him win yeah. eventually at some point. Maybe some next, point. I don't know about next season. I want science to win. But anyway, that's a different discussion. <laughs> yeah, let's keep it moving. Yeah, I think like discussing Mercedes, there's not much to discuss yet, right? Um, this was a disappointing weekend. What happened, my, Grant? For All my right. silver era. What my happened? Boys, my boys, my boys. Mm. Um, firstly, that qualify. Actually, I was excited and like, FP2, hmm. when uh, Lewis Hamilton came out, he put purple in each sector, blitzed it, and was fastest over the session. Uh, I was so excited at the end. You know, at the end, they, they showed first, second, third. I took a picture. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and good play. We have a weekend in front of us. I don't take um, practices at, uh, too hard at no, all. Mean nothing. At all, yeah. yeah we, sorry. But generally, like, the yeah, it's a good performers, it, it's a leading indicator, yeah, right? Um, so, uh, coming into qualifying, seeing him, uh, seeing Lewis like half a tenth off, hmm. uh, it was four one hundredths of a second off Charles. Uh, I was like, poof, we're yeah. in with a shot here. But it wasn't to be. Hmm. Um, I think similarly to Max, he made some errors in the race um, that were very costly. Um, it was actually super dangerous. Did you see when Max was behind him and his front wing was scraping yes. the ground? Yes. And it was like leaving like, the, 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 um, like, that trail of sparks. sparks. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and he had to go in and then change his nose, and then like maybe two laps later, the safety car was out, and it's just like ah. Oh, they compromised again. it a bit. Again, it, it's happening to you, um, but yeah, not the greatest race uh, from him nor George. Yeah. Um, I mean, George wasn't even collecting data at the back. <laughs> he was fighting with Mick, saying this guy's driving really dangerously. <laughs> but what did he say at one point? That was hilarious. He was like, "Cranky." Yeah. He, he say he's, ra- he's racing for the race win. Didn't, didn't, <laughs> didn't, the didn't they put George onto slicks? At some oh, point, yeah. At some um, point, and then he went out, and he just. He was struggling. He just slid out. Yeah, was like, oh, slipping and sliding all over the place. He was slipping and sliding. He was like on ice. I was like, oh, George. The race did finish on six, though, right? It dried up enough. It dried yes. up. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, because there was a time where they're like, oh, Russell's laps are looking better. Yeah. But it was like sector three, where they were still very, very slow. Mm. Uh, and that's because there was lots of water on the track. Yeah, R- Russell was able to get the fastest lap for Singapore. So. Yeah. It was like late, yeah. mid lane style. P14, yeah, but yeah, it was empty calories, you know, like yeah, it doesn't mean much, calories. it doesn't do anything for you, but at least you can, maybe you can walk, you can walk away the tire. Yeah. yeah. Give you that little tire. That little tire. Oh, that's for qualifying though, right? They, yeah. When they give you the tire at the yeah, end. Yeah, yes, 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 Okay, yes. so you're not getting I anything. I think you just get a graphic for four seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. It would just be counted at the end of the season. Maybe you get some points from DHL. Yeah, maybe. There's a award at the end of the season, DHL fastest lap awards. Yeah. Um, let's let's just quickly touch on on the battle for fourth, which yep. which threw up a nice little surprise this weekend. So you know, up in McLaren, very good result. You know, any quick quick thoughts from from any of you guys on on how that on, on how that battle uh, went this weekend? So yeah, it was a tough it was a tough week for uh, Alpine. None of the drivers able to score points. We saw Ocon leave with an issue early on. I'm not too sure what issue he had. Alonso had an engine issue, so big reliability issues are plaguing them. It's a tight it's a tight race between the two and. Uh, I think McLaren were only able to scrape four points um, from, I forget which 
Norris finished ahead of Ricardo, if I'm not mistaken, right? So yeah. that's something to keep keep in mind as we can progress throughout the season. But they uh, fourth and fifth, didn't they? Yeah. Did they? Yeah. So yes. They uh, sorry, not fourth and fifth. Yeah, fourth and fifth. My bad. Sorry, they they they, they walked away twenty two points. Yeah. Sorry, I'm up by saying. It was a fantastic. Yeah, it was a great weekend for McLaren. My bad. Yeah, it was a great. Like like it was game changing for their ambitions to to take home this uh, this battle for fourth, mm-hmm. especially capitalizing when Alpine had, had such a weak weekend. Yes. Um, yeah, it, it, it was like really, 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 really good. It heats it up a little bit more. Um, what do you guys think? Who's going to take this battle for fourth? I'm, I'm sticking to my... <laughs> sticking to my what did you my say? Alpine <laughs> I, still think, I just think this, this is an exception rather than a rule with, when it comes to McLaren. I, I just think with Ricciardo... My issue with Alpine is the reliability. Um, but they don't get... Yeah. I, I, what, <laughs> yeah, I know they're not getting that award. There's, a, there's another award I'm crafting, the unreliability <laughs> award. But, but that's going to like Alfa Romeo to Alfa Tauri or something like that. But uh, it's tough to stick with McLaren. Norris doing everything, man. He's, exactly. Apparently, I heard he had a back injury. Huh? I don't know if you guys heard it in the, during the race. Norris had a back injury because he's been lifting this team the entire <laughs> season. So <laughs> he's been carrying this team, bro. So yeah. Carrying them, bro. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm. I'll. I'll stay in McLaren. I'll stay with him, just just in case. I'm wearing orange today, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so we, we're going to get into uh, some of our themes, yep. now, right? Uh, consistent themes on this podcast, the donkey of the weekend, uh, as well as the goats of the weekend. So the donkey is essentially a team, individual, um, person, moment uh, that uh, we can poke fun at and uh, generally look at. Um, in a non-satisfactory way. Um, who's your donkey of the weekend, John? Um, I, I did struggle with this one, but I, I'm going to say Latifi. Uh, <laughs> Bro, he's already down. Why you got to be with? He's the donkey of the season. <laughs> yeah, he's probably going to be my donkey of the season. I think if you count, count the number of times I've had to mention him, then he probably is. I just think, I mean, yeah, maybe it was a bit of bad luck, you know, but the, he put the squeeze on, on Zru, took, yeah. took out, he took him out as well. I was struggling already. Then they got Latifi. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think there's much more to say because I think he just had a he just had a typical Latifi day, which is usually a tough day out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my donkeys are actually well decorated drivers. I'm going with the goat Hamilton. I'm going with Max, and I'm going with Leclerc. All of them donkeys. Um, for for the reasons we mentioned during the podcast, Hamilton mistakes from a goat like that, crashing to the barrier, mistake right at the end of the race when Verstappen was hounding him down. Yeah. Uh, Max was just doing too many things. I feel he was really trying to push it, maybe trying to make the race interesting. I don't know. And Leclerc, you're given those five seconds, just be within that vicinity. <laughs> yeah. And he misses, he loses the position at the start of the race, and then he doesn't stay within five seconds, eats up his tires. And yeah, those three, my donkeys for the week. Yeah. Um. I'm going to go a little bit more conventional. Uh, yeah, Tanada. Um, <laughs> definitely, he's, uh, he crashed out again. We saw another safety call because of Yuki's. Um, yeah, his, his missteps or his mm. mishaps. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think pretty, pretty straightforward one for me. Mm. All right, and uh, opposite one, the goats of the week, the people that impressed you the most. It could be team, it could be person, drive, driver. Uh, who you guys got? Grant, you got a goat? Yeah, I'm going to go for your boys in papaya, right? Uh, although I do think, like, Paris did a great job. Like, uh, what, what McLaren did in the context of their fight for the battle for fourth, um, and the fact that it's Lando's best finish of the season, um, 
Actually, wait. No, you, you got a podium. You got a podium, yeah. yeah. Imola. Um, uh, but it's Daniel Ricciardo's best finish of the season. Yes. And, like, that Hall of Points, what it does. Um, yeah, uh, McLaren. McLaren and the fourth and the fifth. I, I cannot disagree with you. I, I had McLaren down as well. I think that fantastic result. Having Ricardo alongside Norris, I mean, I'm still in shock. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still in shock. So, you know, I, I always give them a hard time. So I'm going to give them credit with you. And they did well. So that's for me, my quote. I think really, really phenomenal result for them. Yeah, I think we're all in unison today. I'm going to go with Ricardo. I'm also going to go with Lance Stroll. I've given him a lot of trash at the start of this, the, the podcast. But he had a good result. He finished right after Ricardo, P6. And so he stayed out of trouble. He was able to finish the race, no incidents. And I think in these kind of races, it rewards those guys who are, hey, just take it easy. Yeah. Do Stick to the plan. Not, don't be trying to do max things. You know, you're not there yet. He did, he did what he had to do. And so, yeah, shout out to Stroll as well. Ricardo, I've hated on you for a lot. while. You did a good job this, this race. So, yeah. um, so. So that, that's it for today, right? Yep. Um, I think one thing that we do have um, excitingly coming up is Suzuka. So everyone will be returning to Japan. Japan. Um, which, is, uh, which is exciting. Thoughts on the race, the venue? We haven't had this race in a while, you know, in two, two years. Uh, mm. Japanese fans are known to be very animated, but in a really good way. Uh, they come with the costumes. They, they support a variety of drivers, too, you know, and they always have, like, these nice sketches of the drivers. They really make it their own, and I, that's why I like Suzuka. Phenomenal track. I think it's top three tracks for me. There was Silverstone, um, and I got to think of the other track. I always leave space just a little bit <laughs> in case it's a good one. Um, but, yeah, Suzuka, great track. Obviously, we had the, the unfortunate passing of Jules Bianchi. I think it was in 2014. Um, but we're excited that, that the, the race is back. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's an, it's an, exciting, it's an exciting track. Um, I, I remember Suzuka from... Back in the, you know, watching F1 before, and it was always the most interesting track. You looked at it, and it just, it just looked very fascinating. Yeah. It just mm. seemed like a lot could happen in there. You know, add that with the time difference as well. And, you know, it's bright and early. Oh, yes. For, for those of us on the side of the world. I love those morning races. It's, it's really exciting. So. Yeah, you, it's well hyped, though, because, uh, like, if we look at it in the context of things, um, 12 world championships have been decided at Suzuka. Yeah. Do we think there'd be a 13th? And everyone is benchmarking... Like Sebastian Vettel's first title win versus second, which was in Suzuka, and like can Max win his first in uh, in Abu Dhabi and then win his second in Suzuka? Thoughts? Oh, that's a good one. I think Max can win it this time. Obviously, it was going to be hard for him to do it in uh, Singapore. Yeah. I think the track didn't suit the Red Bulls, even though they really did well. Um, I think Max is going to knock it out the window this time. This is this track is built for the Red Bull, high speed, especially sector three, and so I expect him to kind of clean it up here. Um, yeah, that's, that's me. I, 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 I won't say. You won't say? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think so. Okay. I think it's going to go to Austin. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It would be great to do it here with Honda being you know, yeah, yeah, right it there. Would be, it would be so fitting. It would be great for them to celebrate there. I, I think it's going to Austin. Um, but uh, that's it for today, guys. Uh, yeah, that's we'll good. We'll sit here off to Suzuka, and we can chat about it as well. Uh, so uh, thanks, everyone, for listening, um, and uh, catch you next time. Cheers.